Genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we review and reanimate the Zom Rom Com Shaun of the Dead one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Nick Jimenez, senior staff member. And today we will be taking a bite out of Minute 6, which begins with the reveal of Pete and his, his first line of dialogue and uh, ends with Ed playing Time Splitters 2. I'm like low-key really... Just something about the way Simon Sean is looking at 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 um, Pete in this, I just think is really funny. No, there's just something about the whole dynamic in this household that <laughs> I I like. Um, you know, we were talking last week about how this place looks like a like a college. You know, like like people living in college. It looks like a you know like a like a first house, like a first house, or like a. Um, you know, almost like a like a frat house or something. And then, you know, we have Pete here. The really j- just Sean's roommate, because as we learn, Ed doesn't technically live here. Yes. So we've there's a theme that's starting to emerge from these conversations, Scott and and listeners, mm-hmm. uh, in that watching this movie now that I'm like closer to the age of Sean and Ed and everyone than when it first came out, uh, Pete is so much more sympathetic now mm-hmm. than he was. I would be livid if this was my living situation for a motherfucker that's not even like on the lease. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's insane, Sean. I well, and I just, you know, we were just talking about it last week mm-hmm. how 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 shitty of a living situation this is and then right away we have Pete show up and it's like this look at the state of this place. Like this is yeah. not how 29-year-olds should be living. <laughs> well, and and like and the fact that it, it's it's perfect on the screenplay part and that it, it just everything feels so like oh right yeah like the fact that Pete Pete looks like he has a real job. Mm-hmm. He's going to his career every day, but he has to come home to this. Yeah. And like imagine imagine him ever trying to bring like a girl home. Uh-huh. So like yeah, and that's, I just well, and that's and that's the thing, right? Is um, what what's really interesting and like kind of prophetic uh, about <laughs> about yeah. this movie is that this is this is millennials, like this is this is how millennials live, you know? Oh, right, yeah, like yeah, none of us can afford to live by ourselves, even though we're twenty nine, so we're still and, have, and like, we have roommates. career jobs, but it's a it's a starting career, air quotes, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. inverted commas, so you don't get paid enough to live Mm -hmm. on your own but you still have to dress professionally but then you come home to like a shithole like this because one of your roommates is just like home doing whatever bullshit every day you know Mm -hmm. and ubering yeah right (laughs) right um and it's 
you know, this is this is reality for so many people now. And I almost yeah. feel like this is more relate this movie is more relatable today than it was when it was released. The only difference mm-hmm. is that the video Pete, games are better. Well, the only difference is that Pete, the character of Pete and his reaction to his surroundings wouldn't be the same today. Because today right. he'd be like, yeah, this is just this is this is how we this, live. This yeah, is welcome to America. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe it's different in England. I don't know. But uh at least well, well, you're not even America. Yeah, like welcome to planet Earth in twenty seventeen. Right. You know? Right. Like this uh, is everybody. Like in uh you have you have uh New Girl, you know, Zoe Deschanel's character is literally a high school principal. And Right. I got to that episode. Yeah, she's a high school principal and she comes home. To four other roommates in a one of which is a cop, right? One of which is a cop. Yeah, just a, in 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 a granted a giant apartment, but it's not. I you know we always I always want to preface this in sitcoms when apartments are giant, they're not really giant. You have to take yourself out of the the show that you're looking at and and imagine the reality of them living there. It's actually not a giant apartment. It just needs to be big so that they can fit the camera equipment and everything. Yeah. It is crazy. And I and 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 you bring up something that I'm I'm excited about and that you you said that it's more relatable now. I'm actually seeing this movie on the big screen for the first time. Uh Oh, you've never seen it on the big screen before? No, nah, man. Remember oh. I missed it cuz cuz of the cuz of it I thought I thought the title was stupid. Well, no, I know, but I I I didn't watch it on the big screen when it first came out, but I've seen it on the big screen a couple of times since then. Oh, when um, have you seen it on at the movies? Well, I I, I went to a, a screening in Lexington at one point. They were just like showing mm-hmm. it, uh, and and I went, and then I saw it as part of the Cornetto trilogy screening when uh, World oh, premiered. Oh, that's right. You told me that story. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing I'm seeing it at the Greek. That's awesome. Uh, so that'll be fun. Yeah. yeah, and it'll be, and I'm excited to see how all of this plays. It plays ar- arguably better than on the Blu-ray. Um, it's uh, it's well, awesome. everything does. Yeah, well, that's um, true. I will say, um, yeah. this is a weird side tangent, but you know, related. I think Shaun of the Dead and The World's End play the best on the big screen, whereas for whatever reason, I feel like Hot Fuzz plays better at home. Well, I guess maybe because it's so inspired by. The energy of movies like Point Break, mm-hmm. stuff that you, which I f- to everybody tends to like watch at home a million times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel like I feel like more Americans have seen Point Break on like TNT on the on like four mm-hmm. in the afternoon than right. like at the movies. And it night. just has that energy about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but not 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 you know. That being said, of course, it's fun seeing it on the big screen. But I just think yeah. his other movies play better on the big screen than Hot Fuzz mm-hmm. does for whatever reason, I, and that might just be a me thing. I don't know. I have never since since the moment I first saw it, I have always taken umbrage with the way that the boys uh, have their milk sat in the fridge. Oh, really? Horizontally, that's so weird to me. Yeah, uh, I've seen that. I mean, you you do that because it doesn't fit anywhere yeah. else, or of course, yeah, if you have, or to. or he has a they have roommate shelves in the. Oh, that's definitely the case. Yeah, um, that's one hundred percent. That's what? just. 
his shelf. Yeah. So, and and you gotta. Like, I don't want anything. Right. Well, and then you've got to narrow down the 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 shelf so that your roommate can have as much space as you do. So then your milk carton doesn't fit there anymore, and you have to put it in sideways. I uh, I appreciate looking at the two men in this in the shot uh, here, and like like through the doorway, like the camera like slowly zooming in. It's it's cool how in little ways Sean is kind of like the dressing like two degrees poorly than Serafinowitz. Right. Well, I mean, like, he like, works like, retail like the, the, and Serafinowitz, I assume, has like an office job of some sort selling insurance mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. But like they're both wearing like the uniform, so to speak, whereas Ed is defiantly not wearing the uniform. He's wearing a shirt that says I got wood. Right. Um, but I, I just I appreciate that like Sean's sleeves are like short mm-hmm. and like he's not wearing a belt. He's just, he, he's a little less comfortable in this uniform than Pete seems to be. And his uh, whereas Pete holds his weight confidently. Right. Like he's not like an overweight dude, but, you know, he's got a he's a big he's a big dude. He's, he's like a, he's like, you know, he's a big dude. Jason Segel. Well, and, and Peter Serafin was at this time, like today as the tick. He looks to be about like forty pounds lighter. Um, oh, really? Than he is here. Yeah, he's one of the, he's one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely he's definitely kind of like leaned out since this movie. Um, he's got kind of a uh, Ben Affleck and Mallrats vibe about him in this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. He holds his weight really comfort like comfortably and confidently, whereas Sean is wearing a shirt that's too big for him. And is he has it tucked in, but barely like it almost seems like to hide his schlubbiness, you know, but because, you know, a lot of schlubby guys are very like unconfident about the shape of their body and stuff. So they'll wear shirts tucking in their shirt is like a nightmare. Right, right. So they'll uh, they'll tuck it barely in and think that that hides the fact that they're schlubby and it just makes them look worse, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and that's definitely what's going on here. Like those sleeves are gigantic. Um, That's like an. You know, he's he's a medium wearing an extra large and it's mm-hmm. it, it looks ridiculous on him. <laughs> Whereas I, I just imagined a scenario where that that's Ed's shirt. Yes. <laughs> um, whereas Pete is wearing like the, the right size shirt and is, you know, just very confident about his whole demeanor. You know, yeah, like he's got he's got like that late 20s, you know, he, he's got kind of like a like a gut to him. But even that has like. Is worn comfortably. It's right, right. And to quote your, uh, you know, on, on 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 posture, I guess to quote Peter Parker and the other podcasts, like I hunch, like he hunches. Sean does, yeah. Sean, yeah, 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 absolutely. And he rolls, he hunches, and he rolls his shoulders. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, this place is a shithole. It really is, and it's just got like, you know, papers tacked up on the wall. They've got like a crooked cork board over the stove like it's Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous i mean it's just great production design oh yeah absolutely but this is a this is a ridiculous place for uh two you know two two guys pushing 30 to be living in and ed is just you know to use a word from last week exacerbating the situation because (laughs) sure it's just i mean he's making everything worse and it it, that that discomfort of you know, having a person in your living situation that everyone is aware is just toxic. 
Mm-hmm. And and Ed is intoxic in that he's mean, but he 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 is a, a toxic presence in this house. He's only making Sean and Pete's relationship more tense. Right. And like that is so specific to that millennial living situation where it's it's like, oh, my God, I, ha- I we need this guy. But Pete doesn't need it's not even we need this guy for rent. So, like, I'm actually surprised that Pete isn't being more aggressive. Well, right but the, but uh, yeah, but then the thing about it is, like we talked about last week, Sean needs Ed to be around because if Ed's not around, then he's Ed. He's the worst roommate. Yeah, then he's the worst roommate. Right. Ed makes him look better. And so mm-hmm. by having Ed around, he can continue being the guy that he is and he doesn't have to like step up at all. Yeah, yeah. It's Pete and Sean talking about Ed. Right. So Sean can like kind of lightly pretend that He's fine. He doesn't need to do anything. It's it's he's keeping Ed around as a mercy. Mm-hmm. Another bit that I uh, wanted to bring up that I I I quite like is um, when we're seeing this sort of breakfast montage. What I like about it, as far as introducing these two characters, is that you know Pete, being this you know young professional guy, is very confidently he's just one of those guys that can confidently not eat breakfast. No, just stand there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, no, I just mean like he's just having the tea. Like that's his breakfast. Mm-hmm. Like tea mm-hmm. is his breakfast. And and Sean has to have like like some toast with some jam on it. And it's – I don't know. There's something that I really like about, about that because I have been – I have been Sean where like I, I'm like, well, I mean you got to have at least like a piece of toast for breakfast. Come on. And then I've been – I've also been Pete. Where, you know, no, I, I, you know, I'm an adult and I don't have time for breakfast and I'm just going to have my coffee and that's it. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. I like it as a, as an interesting uh, juxtaposition because it kind of shows you the priorities of these two people. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, this morning I was definitely a Pete because I just, I've just had my coffee. Yeah. See, there you go. Some people, some people like have to have breakfast. I definitely used to be one of those people. Um, And you, uh, I I think for a lot of people, you, you kind of evolve a little. um, And just because like, you just don't have time for it anymore. Although it truly is the most important meal of the day. Everyone should eat a big meal early in the day and then eat smaller meals as you approach nighttime times. That's, uh, yeah, that's that's what I've heard. And then I've also heard the exact opposite. So. Oh, really? Yeah. So who, who fucking knows? I, always, I, I, always <laughs> I think, think personal about... trainers all just, personal trainers and dietitians all just make up this shit for yeah. clickbait articles. So much of nutrition is like correcting the mistakes of what we were saying like a, like 50 years ago. Right, right, right. Speaking of the past. Well, hold on, hold on. The other thing oh, that yeah. I wanted to bring up um, with the the montage, um, you have Pete saying, you do know the front door was open again last night. Right. Cut to the montage. And then when we come out of the montage, he says, I'm not saying it was you. I'm saying it was Ed. <laughs> yeah. And there's been so much time that has passed in between those mm-hmm. two moments, but it sounds like he's continuing the conversation. And it just reminded me of comic books and how comic books do that all the time. Where Yeah, definitely. Where where two characters are having a fluid conversation, but the art is presenting it as if it's taking place over the course of the day of a day. So that's just what that reminded me of. 
before we leave the kitchen, I do. I, I really like the detail of um, them having good times in the past, like staying up all night, drinking peach naps and playing Tekken two. Cause like you, people like Ed, like you don't, you don't know an Ed and not have like one good night with him Mm -hmm. or like a couple of really fun nights. Like that's never the issue. It's always just like the morning after. Right. Well, Ed in this is not unlike Gary King. I was just about to say that. Yeah, he yeah. He, he weirdly is a, like a precursor to who Gary is going to be. Yeah. Um, you know, it's different because he doesn't he doesn't care whether he's peaked or not. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has no he is way less ego than Gary. Right. Um, but he's definitely got that same sort of vibe of like, yeah, no, this is a guy that you absolutely wanted to hang out with. In your, you know, early in your teens and early twenties, and then it eventually, so f- yeah, yeah, you just get kind of tired of them. Yeah, and like when you when you're my age, how, of course, every you know, you walk away from Shaun of the Dead being like, well, Ed's my favorite character. Ed's the best character. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like yeah, he's he's sort of this symbol of everything you like adolescences or like you know prolonged adolescence, right? Absolutely. Um, and then there's this there's this really interesting line where he says, uh, after he mentions that time and they're laughing and Sean says, um, you know, when 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 was that? And he goes, That was five years ago. When is he going home? Ago. Yeah. That line, I don't think I've ever really sort of comprehended what he's saying, but he's he's saying, mm-hmm. when is he going home? Where does Ed live? Yeah. Where, where is home for Ed? And if he has a home, why is he here? It's it's you can almost imagine that it it was as simple as, you know, oh, Ed, Ed Ed's going to stay the night for a couple of nights and then that was I that was it. That was 5 years ago. <laughs> that was 5 years ago. And Ed just never really needed well Sean didn't allow him to think that he needed a permanent place to live because mm-hmm. we, we yeah and we'll and we see here later on in the week what what amounts to Sean giving Ed like a talk right like a serious you know discussion and whatnot uh Sarah Fenowitz really sells the impatience like you feel the weight of like that was five years ago it's like oh, fuck a doodle do like I, <laughs> I, I, he I forget how much of Pete's little lines and we'll get to the big one uh a couple days from now but yeah, he, yeah. He, he 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 really he really owns these these scenes that he's in. Mm-hmm. Did you ever uh, play Time Splitters too? No, I've never. I never had. I never had. But um, I think I whenever I saw it, uh, any of the Time Splitters games, I think I got them confused with Time Crisis, which is okay. like an on the, the games rails. You play, like, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. I would always play those at CC's Pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always assumed it was that, and I was like, oh yeah, I know what that is, and I just never played it. Um, but then mm. I actually did research on what Time Splitters, the Time Splitters series is, and it sounds really fun. Uh, yeah, and I mean, especially I'm, it's right up your alley. Yeah, so I'm like really bummed that I never, uh, I never checked it out. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, um, Time Splitters is a you know it's a first person shooter uh, using a similar engine to um, Goldeneye and. Uh, yeah, it's about um, time travel marines who are stopping an alien species called time splitters who can travel through time and they're uh, like trying to change world history. 
And so they, uh, they like are, are basically chasing them down through different time periods, uh, Mm -hmm. is, is essentially the concept of the, of the game. Um, time splitters Two, the game that Ed is playing is, uh, it was released in 2002, uh, by, uh, free radical design is the, the developers. And, um, they're actually a, uh, British company. British uh, developer um, who would eventually uh, become Crytek UK Limited. Um, And they went on to after after the Time Splitters games, uh, after that franchise sort of fizzled out, uh, they started making the um, Crisis games. Oh, Uh, Crisis with a Y. Yeah, right. Yep. Crisis and uh, Game Informer gave it an eight point five out of ten. Mm-hmm. They were also going to do Star Wars Battlefront three. Oh right, that one that got shelved. Yep, yep. God, that broke my heart for yep. like five years. Yeah, I know that was supposed to be their game. They were taking it over from the previous developer of uh, mm-hmm. Battlefront uh, one and two. I bet that would have been fun. But, mm-hmm. Oh well. Tell yeah. us, uh, tell us about uh, Peter Serafinowitz. So uh, we, longtime listeners of the show, and by that I mean earlier this summer, will remember Peter Peter Serafinowitz as Dwayne from Space. Yes. So yeah. So he started off in uh, radio, which is uh, kind of a more of a mainstay in British pop culture than it is here, uh, unfortunately. Uh, and yeah, uh, moved on to say so space was like really early on in his career. And then many of us first heard his voice as Darth Maul, uh, where he dubbed over for Ray Park mm-hmm. and the Phantom Menace comparison to some of the other people we've been talking about last week. Uh, he seems to be more of a traditional actor than like a stand up who transitioned into acting. So he didn't come from a comedy background, uh, you know, in like comedy in, in terms of like broadcast comedy. But it, not like in the in the realm of like going up and doing stand up or like writing sketches. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Because I know he had a hand in. Um, I don't know when it when it if it was before this or sometime after this, but he did that really great show, uh, Look Around You. Right. Yeah. In two thousand and two is when that started. Okay. So that was before. That was that was after space, but before this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Because that was a comedy uh, show. So that's interesting. That. Uh, and in one, he was the lead in the BBC Two sitcom World of Pub. Oh. Okay. Playing a character that had originated in uh, his Radio Four days. Okay. So he's probably like a like a like a radio. Uh, like a radio, like comedy personality, like the way that um, Alan Partridge started out in radio, I think, right? As a as a radio character. And God, then- God, I just, I've never felt more stupid. I've never felt more, like, I just, I can hear all of our British listeners just <laughs> scratching their nails against like their yeah. phone screens. Apologies, we don't, like we don't minutes. have, we don't have major access to anything like, you know, uh, prior to to 2005, um, it starts to get you know uh, iffy on whether or not we will have access to the thing. So yeah, it's uh it's difficult. But yeah, it, it sounds like he probably came. He was probably like a comedy, a comedic radio personality. Went on to do a sitcom, much like Alan Partridge, and then sort of like went up from there. At least that's what it seems like to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, but, uh, I do really love, uh, look around you. Um, at least series one, I don't 
series two is completely different and it's not my favorite thing. It's uh, it's not quite as good. It's when they added the studio audience and everything. Have you ever watched mm. Look Around You? Not enough to remember it. It was sort of in that period of directly inspired by this movie, but that the kind of blitz of Anglophilia that I had for a little bit where I was watching like Garth Marenghi's Dark Plates and Look Around You and The Mighty Boosh, like all at the same time. Mm. Yeah. So, so like a lot of, I don't remember a lot of Look Around You, but I do, I do remember like making a point to look for it and watch it. Yeah. Look around for it. <laughs> look around for it. Uh, have you found what you're looking for yet? Look I around. I still haven't you. found what I'm looking for. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I really love, uh, I really love Look Around You. I have very fond memories of um, binge watching it multiple times. It was a kind of a thing because it's because the episodes are short; they're only like ten minutes. Um, I, I, I would like binge watch that first season with, uh, you know, while drinking with friends and, mm -hmm. you know, me and, uh, Bethany, uh, my girlfriend, we would just be dying, like just tears rolling down our face, laughing at look around you and everyone else just looking at us with like a blank stare because they don't get the joke. Mm -hmm. And um, that's when you knew. That's when we didn't knew. You? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so. he, oh, he was also um uh, not. Uh, we don't really talk too much about what happened after Shaun of the Dead, but he does seem to be in a program called Mr. Sloan that you have seen. Oh yeah, yeah. Way after that was way after. Um, that's like mm -hmm. that's post Cornetto trilogy, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it it it's it's a rare case of Nick Frost in a leading role. So right, just wanted yeah. to bring it up real no, quick. I love uh, I love Mr. Sloan. And and he's had really great roles on on like Parks and Rec, right? You know yeah. things like that. Yeah. So anyway, Pierce. Oh Fairfield, no, he was the Fisher King in Doctor Who. Remember the Fisher King? Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, he looks so cool, but he did nothing. Like was it, wasn't that was that the character that he uh, voiced, but the growls were done by the Slipknot guy? Is that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He, oh. he he designed like the noises. What a weird situation that creature was. Um, is that the only time that Peter Serafinowicz was in Doctor Who? Was boo, boo, boo. Fisher yeah. King? Wow. Definitely. I feel like I feel like we would immediately remember if it was in if post 05, you know? Right. Well, yeah, it would have had to be post 05. It wouldn't have been before. Oh, that. that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, huh. Interesting. All right. Well, Peter Serafinowicz. Uh, they let were us, saving him let for us, the Fisher Let King. us know what we should know Peter Serafinowicz from. Yeah, UK listeners, please, like, you know, help us. Help let us. us. Reach out. Reach out. Touch tell faith. us uh, Tell us to, uh, you know, check some stuff out. I love Look Around You. I've never seen that, the pub show that uh, Nick referenced. Is that good? Mm -hmm. uh, World should, of pub. Should we, should we check that out? Uh, let us know. I don't know. Let us know what we should check out to fully appreciate uh, the, uh, you know, the career of Peter Seraphim yeah. was. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's, uh, I think that's minute six for us. Um, go to uh, the Cornetto Minute Listeners Pub on Facebook and uh, join us there. Uh, let us know about Peter Serafinowicz. Um, I just want to be buried in, in links to cool stuff that he's done. Uh, so go, go join, yeah, you know. join us on Facebook and, and let us know. I still, I still really, I, I genuinely want to watch uh, Up the Women, the, jo the 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 show that Jessica Hines wrote every yeah. episode of. Just got to have time to do it. Um, yeah, not enough time. Yeah, I know. Uh, special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Ed Foster. 
And uh, we will be back tomorrow with Minute 7. In the meantime, let's have a nice cold pint and wait for all this to blow over.